You know, Jackie, kalokohan lang naman yung mga trustful na yun eh. Like, I don't believe that it does anything to help me feel better about my office mates. Well, yeah, that's warranted, I guess, based on your own experience. But there can be some activities like a trust fall where they would be meaningful and helpful to some teams. We've seen some of that. Kailangan mo ba ng mas makabuluhang chismisan sa pantry? Listen to more conversations about work, both hot takes and thoughtful takes with me, Carl Javier, and Jackie Caniza on The Imaginable Workplace. Check it out on Spotify and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Can President-elect Bongbong Marcos enter the United States or not? Everyone knows there's a contempt of court order against him, now worth over $353 million. It's why he hasn't been able to step foot in America all these years, because he could get arrested. But the man will soon be president, and automatically, the nation's top diplomat. I'm Bella Perez Rubio, Puma Podcast. In this episode, we ask a visiting U.S. official to weigh in on the incoming president's legal troubles. You know, this is not something that needs to be discussed. The fact is that when you're head of state, you have immunity in all circumstances and are welcomed uh, to the United States in your official role. President Biden looks forward to working with President-elect Marcos and has his administration when they take office in the next few weeks. That was United States Deputy Secretary of State, Wendy Sherman, at a press briefing in Manila just last week. And with that, she laid to rest the awkward question of whether Philippine President-elect Ferdinand Marcos Jr. will ever be allowed to enter the U.S. without being detained or arrested. What was this case all about? In 1995, the District Court of Hawaii ordered the Marcos family to pay $2 billion in reparations to the victims of the martial law imposed by Marcos Sr. Then in 2011, Marcos Jr. and his mother Imelda, as representatives of the late dictator's estate, were fined $353 million by the same court for violations in connection with the handling of assets meant for the dictatorship's victims. The family has been avoiding this contempt of court since, but it remains active to this day. This means thousands of martial law victims that were part of that $2 billion class action suit are still waiting for their reparation. U.S. Deputy Secretary of State Wendy Sherman, the most senior U.S. official to meet with the president-elect so far, says she also raised the issue of human rights in the Philippines. And I raised human rights on my visit here as well, as I raise in my own country also. We have an ambitious, proactive agenda for cooperation between the United States and the Philippines, an agenda designed to directly improve the lives of our peoples, to build prosperity and improve security, and to seize the opportunities of the 21st century. No nation, no nation, has a perfect track record when it comes to human rights. And the United States is no different. But what we can do, what democracies can do, 
is to strive to do better. We regularly engage with the Philippines to discuss human rights concerns and to advance human rights in our bilateral relationship. We're going to pause for a quick break, but when we return, more on what Sherman and Marcos discussed behind closed doors. For now, a quick message from our sponsors. You've been on top of your game all day. So when you get home, all you want is to de-stress by streaming a virtual concert and wind down by binge-listening episodes of your favorite shows and podcasts. And for that, you need a connection that keeps up with you. That's PLDT Home, the Philippines' fastest home broadband. With a fiber-only plan, you can get up to 100 Mbps of only fiber and whole home Wi-Fi coverage, letting you and your family make the most of what a digital lifestyle has to offer. Find out more about PLDT Home's fiber-only plan and save up to 3,600 pesos and earn up to 200 pesos in cashback. Visit www.pldthome.com fiber. Sherman indicated, in no uncertain terms, that diplomatic ties with the Philippines will continue as they have in the last 76 years, despite the Marcos family's dark history and legal overhang. Washington continues to see the country as an important ally, especially when it comes to countering China's expansive claims in the South China Sea. So the friendship between the United States and the Philippines runs deep. And so, too, does our shared commitment to upholding and strengthening the rules-based international order. The Philippines has been a leader and champion for upholding freedom of navigation in the South China Sea in the face of increasing encroachments. The United States remains committed to standing with the government of the Philippines to uphold the rules and laws underpinning the international maritime order. And we have spoken up against infringements of the Philippines' sovereign rights. The Americans are, in fact, returning to Subic Bay, a former U.S. military base, until it closed in 1992. U.S.-based Cerberus Capital Management is taking over the shipyard once run by South Korea's Hanjin Heavy Industries. Also in April, we welcome the news that a U.S.-based company acquired the former Hanjin shipyard at the Subic Bay Freeport. The shipyard will be fully modernized and will provide the Philippine Navy use of a naval base that will improve access to the South China Sea. Marcos has said that he will uphold the 2016 arbitral award that invalidated Beijing's claims. But at the same time, he has signaled he will keep relations warm with China. For now, U.S. Deputy Secretary of State Wendy Sherman views her trip to Manila as a success. We had a very positive and productive meeting about the broad range of issues important to the bilateral relationship between our countries, including people-to-people ties, clean energy, food security, inclusive economic development, reducing barriers to trade and investment, and maintaining freedom of navigation in the South China Sea and upholding the rules-based international order. And that was today's episode of Teca Teca. Again, I'm Bella Perez-Rubio. 
This episode was produced by Kat Ventura. Follow Teka Teka and Puma Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're excited to build our community with you, and it looks like we'll be able to meet for events real soon. So if you want to stay in the loop, please go to pumapodcast.com and subscribe to our newsletter. Thanks for listening.